Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Margot. Come here, darling. Can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. And can you say Josh Whittacombe? Um, Josh Whittacombe. Well done, darling. There we go. That was nice. That was a good intro, that. Yeah, that was nice. Hi, guys. This is Margot, nearly four years old. We love your podcast, and Margot would love for you to use this on your podcast. As she's a second child, so nothing exactly happens for her. As older sister, Matilda, age six, has done it all first. Yeah. Tilda's going to be fucking livid. <laughs> Love their mummy, Amy, from but, Bristol. But, so this is a very tough life for Margot if she has to do something different to her older sister all the time. Oh, to be constantly tough, searching. Tough where, where were you in the lineup of uh, siblings? Three older, one younger. Oh, bloody hell, Rob. Got too many no kids, you, No wonder you've done this desperate seek for attention, eh? Am I right? <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. That's exactly yeah. what's happened. But uh, let's not get bogged down by that. Now... Um, I have a problem playing those out, as we've discussed, Rob, because I live in a Wi-Fi black spot. Yes, yes. I suggest that you should be doing this podcast from somewhere that has the internet. Well, no, because I've, I've put an internet wire into my computer so the podcast works perfectly, but I just can't really access yeah. my phone during the podcast. Right. The worst okay. thing about the internet black spot yeah. is just outside my house, there's a complete black spot if you want to use a card machine. So every time I get a cab home and I need to pay by card, it will fail. Yeah. And then I have to explain to the cabbie that he now needs to drive me around the corner because that's the reason my card is bouncing. And I oh, have got the annoying. funds in my... Yeah. And it looks like I'm... Why is that in London? To... You're in London. It sounds like you're I in know, the... Rob. back in Devon. No, I know. Well, you can't get a taxi back in Devon, Rob. But yeah, isn't that bad? It's, it's really bad, Josh. Um, I've, I've, before we do the correspondence, there's a couple of things I forgot to tell you last time we spoke. Oh, exciting. I've taught my children the words vagina, penis and anus. Yep, good, good. Because that's the medical but, term. Because that's the medical term. So what were they calling it before? Bumhole, yeah. bits and willy. Bumhole, bits and willy. <laughs> Absolutely. One of my favourite sketch groups from the uh, Ed- when we used to do Edinburgh. <laughs> Vagina, anus, dick, penis, not dick. <laughs> dick. Um, so, but then I was sort of doing that because I found it quite funny. And I was, yeah. and, Lou, and then Lou was getting the ump with me. I was like, no, it's the medical it's word. The, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, but um, but then they were going, um, uh, sagi- then they misheard me and they always called it sagina, peanuts and anus. And then for some reason they just started, basically my youngest daughter used to say Wasby Whipple, like, you know, like a little baby, yeah, like, yeah, baby yeah. voice. Yeah. And she's just grown out of it now and says raspberry ripple, like, yeah, uh, uh, normally yeah. without that sort of baby twang. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, you're not a baby anymore, blah, blah, blah. And then we had a chat about, you know, the words penis, yeah. anus, and vagina. Then they started chanting raspberry anus, raspberry <laughs> anus, raspberry anus over and over again. 
And Luke was living. I don't even know why they were doing it. And then they, they just kept going, raspberry vagina, raspberry vagina. Yeah, vagina's a difficult one because my daughter calls it a vagina. A vagina? Like, it's, it's a difficult word for a kid to do for some reason. What, vagina? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anus is fine. Yeah, anus. Oh, they love anus. Um, although my daughter wouldn't call it an anus. She'd call it a bum. I think. So what does she call it? Bum, what? Bum, vagina. Vagi- vagina, vagina. Vagina, bum. vagina. And, and then what about? Willy, probably. Willy. Yeah. She called it a schlong for a bit, which I thought was a bit no. weird. <laughs> yeah, why did me The Johnson. Yeah. The one-eyed uh, snake. Yeah. Um, we had uh, my daughter's friend round, and um, mm. she, uh, used, she calls it Netflix. What, a vagina? <laughs> She calls it a Netflix. I think oh, Netflix. She calls Netflix oh. Netflix, like brown flakes or, or cornflakes. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I thought that was good. Yeah, and any more um, kids calling things things wrong? Yeah, that's quite funny and sweet. Let us know. Send them in. Yeah. Um, oh, this other thing before we do correspondence. I know we keep yeah. threatening. We're not correspondence. doing correspondence wrong. We are. We're- I've got basically. I, want, I I need some advice here, Josh. Right? Because okay. I don't know what to do. So I've got I've got a doctor's number if you want it, Rob. No, no, that's nothing to do with my anus. I'd say my anus is in the best health it's ever been. Would you? Yeah, I'd say it's, a, it's great. That's good to know. <laughs> you know, normally on this podcast where you go, I've sent you a WhatsApp, we'll pop it on the Instagram. You haven't said that yeah. this time, which I'd say... Do you want me the... to send you a photo of my anus? No, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, okay, cool, fair enough. I did have to get Lou to shave my back on Boxing Day. Sorry. Because I get really hairy Are you back. and Malcolm in the middle? What's going on? Like, what <laughs> Because I get a really hairy back and Lou Trim shaves it for me because I can't on get around there. Boxing Day? Yeah, in the garden. And I, it was really what cold. What in the garden? What the, are you living in a trailer park? What's going well, on? You don't, you don't want to get hair in the house. Why were you on Boxing Day making Lou shave your back in the garden? Because I just noticed it. We had a bit of spare time before this people is, come over. When when you get divorced, Lou is going... That is going to be cited in court as some of your bad behaviour. Meanwhile, you're, you're sitting there... Fucking Instagramming about your stand-up special being on Sky. And <laughs> yeah, that's still available your on back. Sky. <laughs> no, but we'd we'd um we'd been busy because we had to catch up on Traitors before the finale, and I'm not going to spoil oh, yeah. it for anyone. Traitors oh, is a great God. show, but I've got a bit it's of a the beef. greatest TV oh. show of all time, Rob. Yeah, but do you know what annoys me a bit, Josh, is that it's reality TV, okay? Yeah, right. It's reality. It's reality TV, and now because it's on the BBC, it's. Almost like all the little stiff neck Guardian readers have decided that reality TV is okay now. No, I, I'd like to be very clear. I, I still, I still don't like Love Island, Rob. Yeah, but it's essentially the same. But you like it packaged. It's difficult for different for me, Rob, because obviously, as you know, I am a huge fan of the original Five or Six Big Brothers. Yeah, sure. So I was there at the start. I'm, I'm currently listening to a ten part podcast about reality TV, Rob. Really. Which, which is very interesting. I'd listen to that. Can you send that link to me? Yeah, I will listen. I will send that link to you. And so, but I would say to people, stick with this podcast as well because ten, you know, don't get too distracted by it. But um, no, no, let, no, 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 Josh, let them listen and let them come crawling back. Crawling back when you get to the episode about the hills and realise you don't give a shit. Oh, um, no, I don't give a shit about the hills. But uh, but it just annoyed me a little bit. It's basically reality TV and the people. Like, oh my god, this is reality TV when it's done well. Life, well Rob, I've been there from the fucking start. Reality TV. Don't start jumping on board because it's on fucking BBC Two. It's on BBC One, Rob. 
Is it? All oh, right, whatever. Same thing, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it's brilliant. It's really good. But um, yeah, so the advice. Basically, my youngest daughter gets a little bit, doesn't really like going to bed on her own. Okay, like yeah. so always would always ask her sister to have a sleepover. And they did for the first week of Christmas off school. They were sleeping in the same beds together. Anyway. Yeah. Then, and then Christmas Eve, it came to a head because she didn't want her stocking at the door because she's scared of Santa. Yeah. She had to have hers downstairs, but she still wanted to see it with her sister. But her sister wanted her stocking on a door because she wanted to see it when she woke up in the morning. Yeah. And then, you know, and then at one point, to try to appease the youngest, I said, look, he'll be so quick. And I basically reenacted how quick Santa would be. He won't, I was like, he won't even look at you. He'll just come in. And I pretended to like put stuff in it and turn. He won't even look. Did she put any, did she put any uh, snack out? Did you do the snack as well? Yeah, we did gingerbread, carrot and some milk. Did you act him out eating the snack without even looking at her? No, no, no. We, the snack's downstairs. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Fine, 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 fine. By the fireplace, I forgot, went to the front door again. Because when we were growing up, we didn't have a fireplace. We just oh, used to put it on the doorstep. So yeah. that was a classic me and Lou yeah, arguing. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So... Push come to shove, they both slept in separate beds, okay? So I went with the youngest and I said, I'll lay with you, right? And then my eldest yeah. like, can you lay with me? And the eldest doesn't want or need me to lay with her. She just yeah. wants to lay with me because I'm laying with the other one, essentially. Yeah. So I'm laying with the youngest and the way their bed's positioned is I lay at the bottom of a bed like a dog sleeping by the feet. My kids have got small doubles. It's not a double, but it's like bigger than a... So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. two of them yeah. can get in, right. Like a bad hotel, that kind of double. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like you think this isn't really a double, but it's fine for kids, okay? Yeah. So I was laying... So when they have sleepovers of friends, they're space. So I, I was... In my youngest, I was laying at the bottom bed. She went, can you lay next to me? But if I lay next to her on the bed, in order to... Once she's fallen asleep, I've got to climb yeah. over her. Oh, and mate. And always there. wakes her up. Always wakes her up. So I said, I'd lay at the bottom. Anyway, so I'm laying there for ages. And then she's listening to her music or whatever it is, sing to or Mamma Mia. I'm laying there. Youngest is nearly asleep. Eldest, Dad, can you come? I'm like, oh. And she wakes up the youngest. I'm like, yeah, just oh, shush. Oh, I'll come in a minute. But she's... Yeah going to sleep and eventually I think I've got the youngest to sleep so I get up don't yeah. don't disturb her then I go and get in my eldest daughter's room and I lay next yeah. to her but the yeah. way she her bed is it's easier to lay alongside her as if I'm going to sleep in that bed with my head yeah. on the pillow as my youngest demanded but I couldn't do because I wake her up so I'm laying there with the oldest right she's about to go to sleep youngest walks in oh, oh, I thought you were going to lay with me and why and why oh, are you laying God. on the bed like I asked you? Oh my to? God, why Rob, do you this love is... her more than me? Why are you laying there? And I'm like, Ugh. oh no, oh, that's awful. That is superb. But it's oh, impossible God. to keep them both happy. You sound like one of those people that's got two different wives. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's... yeah. But then as soon as the youngest walked back in, so this was about like quarter to nine, right? I was like. Half eight, quarter to nine. And I was like, right, she's good, actually, because I don't need to be in long with the eldest. She doesn't even yeah. really want me in there. She's not cuddling up to me. She just wants me in there because I went in with the youngest. So I'm like, yeah. bang, I'm downstairs by 10 to, 10 to nine. I'm watching telly. As soon as the youngest comes in, I'm like, it's a half an hour. That's an instant half an hour yeah, extension. Yeah, that's game over. That's game over. Yeah, so, and then and then, then like, you just sort of think, she's too young to understand that I'll wake her up if I lay on the next yeah, to her. Yeah, she, yeah. Just thinks I don't, she just thinks I don't want to lay with her. So how does it end? Who knows? They basically uh, they basically go out clubbing when they're eighteen, and I cry myself to sleep thinking I wish I could just lay next to them, hold their hand, and suggest to, like the good suggest to Lou that maybe you know fifty isn't that late to have another third kid, surely. <laughs> Well, the problem is you all like that. That's the thing about the third kid; they are cute and that, but you all you're, you're, it's basically it's like a drug addict. You're always tracing the hit. 
because yeah. they will grow up and be big and not cute anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're yeah. constantly chasing the hit. Yeah. That's the danger. And you just have to sort of go, right, now I've had my time. So you've gone cold turkey, haven't you? We've had to go cold turkey. Because then what happens is, like, she's so, like, my youngest now is five. She's a proper girl, little girl at school. She's not, and in our head, she's still the, still the cute little baby. She's a big five as well, isn't she, Rob? She's, yeah, she's very tall for five. She can see why she's an athlete. Yeah, you know she's I mean? been, yeah, she's got. She, yeah, I think she's going to be interesting when she starts doing sport. She started karate and taekwondo. I wouldn't want to face her in the karate ring. She is. You, she you trying is, to say my daughter's intimidating? No, I'm not trying to say she's intimidating, Rob. I'm saying, you know, she's not got a huge amount of Beckett genes in the <laughs> physically. Okay, so all right, so you're saying that she's got more of a, a Louise Watts body shape that invokes a level of fitness and yes, I'd so, say. Right. Yeah, I'd say sure, okay. she's a Watts. Mm, I'm not sure how to take this. So what, well, in what way is she a Watts, not a Beckett? In what way is she a Watts, not, not a Beckett? And I say this with, you know, your, your squat. <laughs> I'd say broad. Bro- no, 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 I don't mean that. I mean, I've seen you do that thing where you pull your trousers up, Rob. Yeah. I saw you do that at a preview. It stuck yeah. with me. It stuck with me. I've your got a leg proportion. Shape. You've got a strange shape, and your daughter yeah. should be absolutely dancing all day long. Uh, that has not been passed on. She must be delighted. Sort yeah, well, they, to be fair, they lose side like lose dad. He had knee replacement. He's really good at sport, and he's quite yeah. tall and athletic and stuff like that. And Lou's sister was a dancer, and now is like a Pilates teacher. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the greatest story of all when your daughter scores the winner in the World Cup final for England, and they cut back to you the footage yeah. of you with the with the KFC just twenty <laughs> years before. Look. I've always had the talent, but just not the body for it. You've seen my goals. Exactly. This is, I can't this is run. It. You I need to get, them in, get her in an academy, Rob. You need to, you need to Richard Williams this straight away. Yes. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'm, I think we're quite lucky. No, no offense to my or, parents. Or the other option, Rob, is give them a childhood. They're your two options. <laughs> but you know, what a life if they make yeah. it. But I won't say about my parents, but I don't mean I'm fair on them, but they're not. No. They don't look like athletes. No, my dad's I'd five say... foot five. My mum's five foot. Yeah, and yeah. My I've never seen my mother run. Have you never seen your mother <laughs> <laughs> ever? I'd say I've barely seen her walk briskly. <laughs> She's got a bad knees now, but even in her pomp, she weren't. A, yeah. She weren't a quick walker. I'd love it if they'd be good at sport. It'd be fun, wouldn't it? Well, you've got the skills, but not the physique. Maybe you've passed on the skills. Yeah, maybe. Let's, let's see. What, yeah, let's, let's not get bogged down about my physique. Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. It's been a long Christmas. I've been eating no, a lot. No, no, I don't no, need no. You this is telling me I'm about, fat. This, this and, isn't and about squat. you're not fat. You're not fat. I'm talking about your leg length versus your body length. I, That's I all I'm heavy, talking though. about. I am heavy. Right, let's do this correspondence, Josh, because okay, this cool. is getting out of hand now. We've done 20 minutes. We haven't fucking... Sorry. Or probably six minutes once it's been edited, but we've been yeah. recording for 19 minutes. Here yeah, we go. always interesting right. when we drop in a time thing and people can look at their... Look at their time and see how much Michael has thought was dog shit. Almost definitely they will have cut out the bit where we say who won the traitors. I don't know. Yeah, that's gone. That's gone. <laughs> um, right, okay, here we go. Um, right, here, do you want some boomers? We've got loads of good boomers. Do you want some boomers? Yeah. You, I've got some Christmas. We don't want any more Christmassy stuff, do we? We're sort of done with Christmas. Now. Oh, I don't know. Let's move if on. If it's funny, it's funny. Oh, this is bad pack lunch. 
Because this oh. is from where you were talking about your daughter wanting packed lunch. You thought about making yeah. her a bad packed lunch so she won't ask for one again. Yeah. Georgia from Tunbridge Wells, 372 months. She said it dawned on her after hearing you talk about this that she remembers being at primary school and being so excited to have her first ever packed lunch as up until that point, she had had school dinners, which she hated. She said, I sat down with my friends and they all took out their sandwiches, crisps and cold snacks. I was so excited, but I opened my lunchbox and oh, no. inside was half a cold quiche. Oh, no. Oh, Nothing God. else. Just what? quiche. Nothing else. Just quiche. <laughs> dry. That's oh, a dry, that like, no drink. Not. I've never forgotten. And listening to your podcast has suddenly made me think if my mum had done it on purpose to stop oh, me asking gosh. again. That is bleak. How big's the that quiche? Is. Half a quiche is too big. Like, you've got to have something else for you. Just fucking shove in a bloody club or a trio. Who actually likes fucking quiche? I don't like quiche, let alone fucking it. <laughs> Do you know what? I'd fuck a warm one, not a cold one. If I had to, if I had to fuck a quiche, it'd be Lorraine and it'd be warm. Well, yeah, I'm glad you added the quiche there because it is. <laughs> when he's. <laughs> Michael, could right, you just do an edit and remove the word T, uh, remove the word quiche and replace it with Rob saying TV presenter? <laughs> That'd be terrible. That'd be an awful thing. Fake news. Fake news. Here we go. All right, boys. When I was growing up, my family would attend midnight mass on Christmas Eve. One year, when I was only small, on the way to church, we passed a very drunk man on a bench, swigging a beer out of a brown bag with a bit of sick down him. He slumped on a park bench, but most importantly, with a long white beard. My brother, eight years older than me, whispered, that's Father Christmas. His <laughs> night shift. Better keep your bedroom door open. He'll be coming into your room tonight to deliver your presents. Me being about five or six was absolutely terrified. It scarred my childhood oh every Christmas from God. then on. Father Christmas wasn't the jolly man from the North Pole, but the drunk man at the end of my road who creeps into my room at night to deliver presents. From that on, right onwards, my door would be firmly shut Christmas Eve and I insisted my present sack wasn't anywhere near my bedroom. Love the podcast. Hannah Smith, 27 from Brumley. Right, boomer stuff. Do you want some boomer stuff? Yeah. We've got more boomers. Here we go. Uh, when I was little, my cousin and I wouldn't touch any vegetables. To get us to eat them, my auntie told us a story of Nasty Green who was oh a monster God. that came and got children who didn't eat their vegetables to make it even more terrifying. She also drew a picture of him. He oh was basically word. a mutant broccoli monster and she stuck the picture of him next to the table so that we were constantly reminded that oh Nasty Green would oh, get us. Nasty Green such a good name. We didn't eat our vegetables. Nasty Green. I used to have nightmares about him for years. Oh, my God. That is, that is superb. That's, nasty she's got Green. another one as well, though. Go on. She's got she's got double Megan. She's got a double one. Nasty Green. So, no, Nasty Green's before we move on, that is a great name, Nasty yeah, Green. Yeah, Nasty Green. If you do want to send in your um artistic uh interpretations of Nasty Green, we'll put them on our Instagram. <laughs> um also when I was about fifteen, we went on holiday to Greece. On the plane home, I sat near what I thought was a good looking boy on the plane. Oh, and we spent this. the whole journey smiling and looking across each other. Oh <laughs> good stuff. I was like, we've not read this out before. I was yeah. like, oh, Josh yeah. is the guy. Yeah, bit of fun. I, do you know what? If I if I looked and smiled at a girl on a plane when I was fifteen, there'd be police waiting on arrival. I looked menacing. Rob, I've got to ask a question. You met Lou at Go work, on. didn't you? So she she knew yeah, you yeah. as to who you are. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever pulled a stranger? Pulled a stranger. Like, have you ever chatted someone up on a plane or on a train or in a No. 
No, I mean, in a nightclub, I've sort of like got off with people yeah. when I was like 18, yeah. 19, yeah. but that, but that was different. But look, I am, I need to be near you for a long amount of time to grind <laughs> you down. <laughs> what I've got, I've got a lot of what I've got. And at the start, you're not interested in it. But I, I'm a I'm a grind down guy. I I literally don't know how you do it. I've calmed down a bit now. <laughs> what do you mean how I do it? No, I just the thought <laughs> of like charming a woman in a cafe was so far from my abilities. It still is. Oh god. Oh my god. Well, they used to call me all bants no pants, my mates. Did they? All chuckles no fuckles. Because I just <laughs> friend zone all, every time. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, do you know what though? I have calmed down a lot and I've sorted a lot of stuff out in my head. And people at home must be going, what the fuck were you like? I was awful. I was so <laughs> relentlessly blah, blah, everywhere. I, especially when I didn't have stand up as an outlet. Stand up tires me now. But in the pub, after, you remember that far show character, the office, funny office bloke who wore a wacky tie yeah, and a Colin, big ginger Yeah, Colin something. Yeah, he was like yeah. the office clown. It was Charlie Higgs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was you. I was just, yeah, in the pub. Oh, I'd be in the pub first, non-stop performing. Oh, all chuckles, no fuckles. All oh, chuckles. Oh, it's sad, really. Did you? It's actually quite bleak. And you met Lou just before you started stand-up or when you were just starting? No, so we, we worked in an office job in London doing admin when I was 23 and, I, and I'd done one gig and then I started gig. gigging again and then Lou came but like with another girl from her just I was like we were all like a group of friends oh, so she yeah. sort of come but Lou came to like one of my, my second ever gig and then so she, she knew me before I started gigging and then like I did other gigs before I went to Adelaide and she like used to give me notes she used to give funny notes writer, oh that's good yeah yeah when she came to that second gig did you think was your heart already hers Rob this is for you Lou no all for me oh, oh okay fair enough I was just trying to <laughs> just trying to you know, no, no, I was absolute narcissistic megalomaniac at the start. It was all purely for me. Terrible. A complete lack of self-worth. No, yeah. no self-worth whatsoever. Stood on stage, everyone laughed and clapped, and I was like, yes, you are good. And then that descended in 10 years of chasing that drug until I accepted myself and realised I am, I am enough. I don't need them to laugh. Yes, I can enjoy it and it'll be fun, but that's not the reason why I'm a good or bad person. And you that took are... a long time and a lot of therapy. It's good that I took this hour out from reading Matthew Perry's book to basically get more of it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I worked in an office in London before I, I, before I started doing comedy, I was on a very Matthew Perry path. Uh, when I worked in an office, very Rob, much. I was so quiet as such a non-event. I remember going, I, when I joined Dora the Explorer magazine. <laughs> yeah. We all went for a drink the first night I was there as a kind of welcome drink. I just yeah. didn't speak. I just, and I remember, I vividly remember <laughs> one of the other people in the office going, you don't say much, do you? And I thought... Do you think they're all Spanish? Que? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Pardon? Oh, Me amo Joshua. I was so, I was so nothing here, Rob. It's unbelievable. Oh, I used to get one. I remember one week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I was on the night bus home at three a.m. Bear in mind, I started work at eight thirty a.m. I'd be I'd leave Trafalgar Square on an hour and a half night bus with the McDonald's. Yeah, I did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm going to work. Oh my god, awful. Yeah, awful man. Anyway, right, let's get back to... Uh, this is the 15-year-old on the plane. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's what we're Bloody on. hell, oh, that's that was a journey, <laughs> wasn't it? 
Long way, Greece. Here we go. When I was about 15, we went on holiday to Greece. On the plane home, I was near what I thought was a good-looking boy on the plane. And we spent well. the plane journey smiling and looking at... Well done, love it. Looking across at each other. When we got off the plane, he came over to me and gave me his number on a piece of paper... My dad saw from a distance he was fuming and immediately took the piece of paper off oh, me. No. As oh, we no. exited the airport, my dad saw him and his family getting into a taxi. He stormed over to the taxi as the boy and his family were climbing in. Oh, no. He threw the piece of paper into oh, the no. taxi, shouting, this, this is bad we're dad. not interested. We are. He dragged me away. <laughs> I know. Would you fucking threesome with your daughter, you fucking nutter? <laughs> We're not interested, then drag me away red-faced. Classic boomer parenting, oh, Megan. God, Look, that is awful. I understand. No, understand. that kid's no, 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 no. Let me out there. No, that is awful. That is awful what he's done. I understand that dads will find it's a challenging time when your daughter is changing from a child, teenager yeah. into a woman. And as she gets older, she'll have boyfriends and get married and have kids. That is a difficult thing. That is not how you deal with it. No, no. That is awful. That is. Anyway, you, Megan's you, the you don't need to. Oh, my God. My friend was once on a train. Unless, the black, unless it was 27. <laughs> <laughs> the, my friend was on a train and he, he got talking to a girl one of your friends <laughs> sure. and he got talking to her and um, yeah. I think she wasn't on the same table but she was like across yeah, yeah. and then he he thought he'd do the old pass the note with the phone number on yeah so uh, he got up to go to the toilet and just put the note down on her table and then walked off yeah yeah. And then when he came back from the toilet, she was literally sat there with her head in her hands. Like, oh. just totally mortified. Oh, no. Just, she couldn't believe it. Do that happened. as you're leaving, not going yeah. for a shit. You don't go to the toilet, leave the note, and then come back. Oh, and what happened? She just ignored him. They just never said anything to each other for the rest of the journey. Oh, God. right. Josh, right, here we go, right. Rose has left you. Yeah. Right. Okay. You're in a flat. I'm, I'm a, a, flat a bit annoyed you've dropped this in halfway through the podcast. You could have mentioned that at the start. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you've got a flat I'm not in a corner. flat in Soho. That's too bleak. Right. Okay. You're in a flat round the corner, so you're close to the kids. And you yeah. can still, you've still got a good relationship with Rose and the kids, which has not worked out. Rose yeah. has got the house, obviously. You know that. You're in <laughs> yeah, a little right. flat round the corner. You're, you're sleeping in, flat, in the car. There's, least, there's two bedrooms because the kids come to stay. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, a, you're a box room. You've got a flat around the corner, two bedrooms. I feel so physically sick at the thought of this. And what I mean is the thought of, I'm, I'm fine with Rose leaving me. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's getting, back, flat, right? it's getting back out onto the scene, Rob. Yes, okay. So now you're you're on the scene. You're Joshua to come oh, off the no. last leg. Oh, no. Happy to, It's all good. Rose, yeah. is, she's moved on. She's with her personal trainer. They're loving life. He's moved in. He's in your bed. Yeah. And uh, you're now on the lookout. You're on yeah. the scene, Josh. He's my personal trainer as well. That's awkward, but I, I, he, he does a good job. <laughs> he does a good job. And also, it's good to catch up on what my kids are up to from him while, while we're working out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So talk me through. You're back on the scene. Right, oh, first fuck. of all, what you're doing, are you... I'm not getting on an app because I'm too worried about people no. screen grabbing me. Yeah, but as long as you don't put anything to No, but people are there. like... Oh, Josh Willicom like my photo on an app and I, what a fucking oh, yeah. loser. Do you know what I mean? Then surely. <laughs> yeah, but that's how it works. You're not being a loser. No, you no, I know, nice. Rob. But I'm, I'm a public figure, Rob. I can't, I can't there be. Is a, there is a famous one, isn't there? It's called something. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. Yeah, but I'm not getting on that. And suddenly I'm trying to chat up fucking, I don't know, Mandy Moore or whoever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 
If you had to give me an hour to work out <laughs> like, Where did names, I come from? I'm not going to work out Mandy you, Moore you in like, 20 years. You like Mandy Moore, don't you? No, I don't even know what she looks like. I was panicking because I couldn't Moore? remember the name of... Um, uh, well, I've just Googled Jessica Simpson, that's who I, the other person I was thinking of. Essentially. The problem is, Rob, if I get on a celebrity app, I don't want to go too yeah, much sure. into what my tactics would be, but I'm instantly go, losing my it. only Trump card. But the, what, you've been famous, that's a Trump card? Yeah, it's all I've got. So so you're not going so, on that. So you're asking what I'd do if I get got back on the scene? Yeah, so first, so the difficult thing is, obviously... Are you looking for someone who's got kids already or doesn't want kids or no kids and you want to have kids? I don't. Or are you done with kids? I, I'm done with kids. Well, I'm done with kids in this scenario, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. You don't want any new ones. You may, you know, you'll you'll take on some other kids, uh, but you Rob, don't want to breed more. Rob, yeah. I'll enjoy my freedom. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, sure, okay. So you're shagging about. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not shagging about. I just mean I'm watching Super Sunday. <laughs> Jessica Simpson, she's there next year watching Brentford's Fulham. <laughs> you enjoyed your freedom for a bit, so you're not looking to get into a relationship. This is a difficult one because Rose is going to listen, isn't it? It looks, it sounds like, but I'm only answering the questions that are posed to me. Yeah, it's just the answer just is I've up. got, it's... I've got literally no idea how I would go about. So you're not going on an app, friends of friends or something, or I think we spoke about this before for me, didn't we? And I'd, and I'd just find someone else famous that was single. Did you? Yeah, I think we spoke about this before, but for me, not for you. Right, uh, let's get back to this because you love Mandy Moore and Jessica Simpson. Right, uh, this is a really intense um, boomer parent in this one. This one's quite quite shocking actually, and I think I think is why you know like. I think this explains why... Have you seen that trend on TikTok where people go to their parents? It's normally a mum or dad who in their 50s or 60s and say, have you heard so-and-so's died, like right, Rod yeah, Stewart yeah, or Elton yeah, John, yeah. to get a reaction? Yeah. And they really react like... Something like burst into tears and stuff like that. But I think it might be past trauma from the way they were parented. <laughs> when you hear these stories, I can yeah. sort of see why their reactions are like that. So this yeah. is from uh, Carmen Luck, age 53, from Market Harbour, Okay. Boomer parenting, this is, I think it might even be beyond Boomer. This was like in the 70s, but she says, Hello, Rob and Josh. Not sure if (laughs) this would be good content for your show, as it may be a little sensitive, but I thought you'd like to hear how my my dad done his parenting back in the 70s. I had a pet rabbit called Bluey. Now, I wasn't great at cleaning Bluey out. I didn't like the smell, and to be honest, I was young, and I had other things I wanted to do. My dad, who was a very strict ex-army guy, would always say to me, Carmen, if you don't clean that rabbit out, we will have it for tea. Oh, my God. I never paid attention. Then one day I came home from school and walked into the utility room. There was this horrific smell, and there was my dad gutting my rabbit. What? (laughs) This was after many months of being warned that this would happen, and I did not listen. I was distraught. My dad tried to make it better by offering me the rabbit's foot to take to school for show and tell. What in the name of God? Needless to say, the family ate the rabbit for tea. I refused what? and had fish Needless fingers. Needless to say? <laughs> and then the old caveat. He was a great dad, but obviously being in the army and it was the 70s, rabbit was seen as a great meal. And I didn't listen to my dad, which I probably, probably should have. No, you shouldn't. You're a child and you didn't clean it out. That's, you yeah. d- it doesn't mean your pet gets eaten. It did teach me a lesson, though. And I'm now a vegetarian and love all, I love my dog more than I love my husband. But I don't have a rabbit. Or is this Carmen. from Lou? 
<laughs> no, oh fuck it. Mick couldn't eat a rabbit. He's not that harsh. Um, yes, yeah, so that is Boomer and Beyond. That fuck me. That is intense. That is very intense. That is that, that's. I do feel like I know we laugh and joke about this, but that is something that I think Carmen should should maybe speak to someone about. <laughs> that's not that's something that needs to be yeah, worked. But through. you could go. Do you know what? This is bad now, but in in you know. 40 years, I'm going to get a really good email out of this to a podcast. True, exactly. So, you know, in a way, that that rabbit didn't die for nothing. Exactly. He's helped us out of a bit of content Christmas week. Um, Right, I've got a couple more good ones here. This one's, this boomer parenting's mental, this one. Hi, Rob and Josh, I don't have children, and when you read this boomer trauma, you may understand why. Oh, no. When I was around six or seven... This is the bleakest episode we've ever done. (laughs) I begged my parents to let me watch the horror film The Fog. They initially said no, as it would scare me too much. After many minutes of nagging and promising I wouldn't be scared and would go to bed just fine, my parents gave in. Which is a bad move. You shouldn't let a six-year-old watch The Fog. I was absolutely terrified and that night decided I needed to sleep in with my older sister. Not long after going to bed, I shook my sister awake as I was convinced The Fog was seeping under the bedroom door. Oh, my God. We kept watching this and, indeed, The Fog was coming through the bottom of the door, screaming and crying. Eventually, we heard the noise of laughter coming from the landing. At the time, my parents were both smokers. Yes, no, you guessed it. No, 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 no. They were frantically blowing cigarette smoke under the bedroom Fucking door. Hell. Which is bad in itself. To prove to me that they were right and I would be scared. Oh, my Thanks God. Thanks for all the laughs, Vanessa Passaro. That's that insane, is incredible. And I get worried that I may be laying with one daughter longer than the other. Here we go, Josh. Well, let's leave on this. Okay. Okay. Hi, both. Love the podcast. It really helped me through some hard times in lockdown having a one and two-year-old at the start of it. Oh, blimey, Ben. This is from Ben Halpin. Bloody hell. Here are some questions I was asked during my vasectomy consultation. Because we've been asking for details on getting the vasectomy. It's something yeah. that we're thinking about. Not, not as to get as a couple. Are, like, you, are you genuinely thinking about it, Rob? Uh, yeah, potentially. You've got to do it, Rob. It's good content for the podcast. Well, you get your dick snipped first, then, and then I'll do it. Why well, do I want to get my dick snipped? <laughs> you want another kid, mate? See if Mandy Moore's yeah. up for a third. <laughs> right. This is what they were asked. This is what Ben was asked at the appointment. What happens if your kids die? Which I think is quite an open question. <laughs> Fuck here now. I'm not in the mood for shagging, would be my answer. <laughs> Like, oh God! I know. I what mean, happens if your kids die? If they did, the la- the last thing I'd be thinking about is where when we can have more. Yeah, exactly. I'd just sort of deal with the grief, really. I wouldn't go. Oh, I regret that vasectomy. Yeah. That would be so <laughs> no. low on my list of concerns. Oh, and I've only got a bloody vasectomy. It never rains, uh, but it pours, to, does it? <laughs> to think I got my dick snipped last week. What are the chances? <laughs> Here we go. Um, are you? He was asked three times. Are you being forced to do this? That's like when you put a, put a big amount of money through my NatWest app and it asks yes. me if... Like... <laughs> you have to go into the bank to go. I need to try It's yeah. a big amount. It's a big load. Um, yeah. What happens if you get divorced? That, um, I think that's is, a fair I've question. asked you that already. He's not yeah, going exactly. on that. And he's going to bring up Mandy Moore. Imagine bringing up Mandy Moore at a vasectomy chat. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been thinking about Mandy Moore, actually. Always been a big <laughs> fan of hers. That's the plan. And then we'll go from there. Then this is what he was told as well. Uh, after the operation, yeah. please ejaculate 20 times in three months after the operation. I think that's doable. We we have that with the with our water filter. In the fr- Have you got a fridge water filter? Um, no, I don't filter my semen. I just have it straight. 
<laughs> Sometimes the soda stream. When we do our, <laughs> when we put a new filter in the fridge, you have to put twenty pints of water through it before you can drink it. Oh really? So obviously it's the same as a dick. Twenty times ejaculating twenty times in three months after the operation. If as long as you can do that solo, I think that's manageable. Yeah. My question would be, how many ejaculations is too many straight after? <laughs> I, my concerns is over ejaculating rather than under. I don't think I'm going to go under that. I think they should have fun with the people and, and go for a difficultly high number so that this person. <laughs> He's absolutely exhausted. Fucking pop so in right the next off. three months, you're going to need to do 400 ejaculations. That's just the way. <laughs> Otherwise, your balls are going to fall off. So I'm just telling you this now, okay? So 90 days, uh, 400 divided by 90 days, right? Yeah, so it's about four That'd and be a half four a day. four weeks a day. You go four a day or are you going to try and do 10 in a day <laughs> so you can have a day off? Do you know what I mean? Like, Well, it's four every day. You're not going to do eight in a day for a day off, are you? Oh, no, I suppose not. Bloody hell. a day, that would be awful. I, so, I'd set an alarm on. and do one in the middle of the night, like antibiotics. <laughs> it's, it's the only way. Got to do it with food, though. Got to do it with food. Um, <laughs> do not ejaculate on an empty stomach. Make sure it's a full one. Yeah. Right, okay. Here we um, go. Let's, let's do some small business shout-outs because we've gone over Okay, now. yeah, 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 yeah. Hi there, love the show. Ovs, wondered if you could give my small business a shout-out. I deliver art parties to kids in Gloucestershire. I bring the party, and it's art in capitals, and we all make art. Perfect for letting the kids nice. make a mess while the parents have a G&T slash homebrew cider. And I clear everything away like nothing ever happened. Loads of love, Maddie. And that's Art Parties UK on Instagram. So Art, A-R-T-P-A-R-T-I-E-S UK on Instagram if you're in Gloucestershire and you want an art party. Loving the pod, been a huge fan since the first episode. Used Rob's pom-pom jar idea for my two children, which has been a game changer. I would love you to give a shout out to my sister's small business, which started when she had twin girls. The business is called Bibadoo, B-I-B-A-D-O. The Bibadoo coverall is a weaning bib which catches the mess that little ones inevitably make when learning how to eat. It attaches to the high chair, so stops all the food from going in their lap floor, which results in an outfit change and a major clean-up operation, which, let's be fair, can be a bloody nightmare. It was invented from a chopped-up umbrella. She finally got the business off the ground. This is like something from Dragon's Den, isn't it? <laughs> I'd really appreciate a shout-out. She's worked really hard, especially in lockdown. All her nieces and nephews... To bin her guinea pigs to test out her various designs. This is great. Love you can find stuff. her on Instagram and Facebook. Bibadoo, B-I-B-A-D-O, www.bibadoo.co.uk. Thanks very much, Mandy Moore. <laughs> I should add, it's Lou's pom-pom jar, not mine. I'm not, I can't oh, okay, take yeah. glory for that. Okay, yeah, um, Josh, I um, will see oh, you... Oh, that's Kath in Cardiff, by the way. Not, oh, yeah. thanks, Kath in Cardiff. All yeah. the best. Um, I Yeah, I'll see you. I think we're going to have a slight week off with a couple of best of episodes, and I'll see you back. Best of episodes. So that, that'll actually be better than what you're listening to now, if, if that's believable. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we'll be back in uh, January for more, <gasps> and we'll... Um, Get Sean Wolf Happy New Year, out as well, 2023. March. We've got big plans. We've got big plans. Oh, big plans coming your way. We've got the some life very tour. exciting Podcast. plans yeah. for 2023. Right. See you in 2023. Thank you very much. Bye.